Hey guys, welcome back and happy Merry Christmas to you guys on a very special Christmas episode dropped today, December 25th, 2021. And I am Nicole, your co-host, Nicole Davis at Reppin' My Hood and All Good Things Gifts, joined with Tiff at Nightcarver Designs. And today we have Dre, episode 63 at Crafts with Dre. Dre is a very intentional gal and an epoxy queen. Uh, she talks about growing up in New England and Rhode Island and some of the epoxy tips that she gives. So thank you for joining us all year. We hope that you have a fantastic Christmas and we will see you guys soon on the year 2022. Our screens are so opposite though. Like, you're like all purpley. <laughs> I can what put the light on if you want. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hello. Hi. Yeah, I know. It's not mine. It's Lucas's. <laughs> yeah, it. That's like one of my podcast like dreams is just having that arm there because it just says like podcast. You know? Yeah, it totally does. It totally does. I feel like PJ Galati. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's oh, you guys, you gotta follow him. He's great. Who? He's good people. PJ Galati. He's a the junk Instagram? hunter. Son of the junk hunter. He's just, very he sarcastic, just a warning. Yes. Yes. He restores tools. He's good people. He's fun. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. You look great. You sound great. Thank you. I've been just uh, swimming in epoxy in the past couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah, you've months. been pouring like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to pour at least once a day. So there are definitely days where I'm like, I cannot, like, I, I am tired. Um, but, uh, the other day I did five pours in one day and I was like, okay, that's, that's enough for me. Explain like a pour to us non-epoxy knowledgeable people. Like what does a pour take? So, um, basically you just have to make sure that, uh, whatever epoxy it is. So most epoxies are two parts. So you just have to make sure that you have the correct ratio, which is something that when I first started, it was like kind of crazy. I would totally mess up. I would just like, I don't know, not pay attention for like two seconds. And then I would be like, Oh crap. I don't remember. Was I using a, was I using B? And so there have been a couple of times where I've actually had to like completely dump out you know, silicone molds. I just like dump them out because there is, it just wouldn't cure. I would wait for like a week okay. <laughs> and it wasn't curing. I'm like, why is this still tacky? You know, but, um, basically you just have to make sure you get your, your ratio correctly. Make sure that you've kind of calculated how much epoxy that you need. Um, add your pigments if you want to do that. Um, setup though is honestly like the most important part. It's like, it's everything. So uh, Lucas and I actually took uh, a deep pour class with our friend um, Ryan Cochran, and um, he stressed that so much, and it was such valuable information. Like when you really think about it, like epoxy, first of all, is super expensive, but yeah. then also you almost feel like a chemist. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have to make sure that you know what you're doing. And, um, you think about volume wise, you know, if you mess up, um, if you're making your own mold or something like that, if you mess up and you don't like, you know, put enough silicone in, or you have tiny little cracks and crevices where epoxy can leak out, forget it. Like that's just a disaster as well, because sometimes <laughs> you can walk away from something and you'd think everything's fine. You could be down there for a while and then you walk away and then next thing you know, like I've heard of people who have accidentally epoxied machines to their floor of their shop. Oh. Because, yeah, because they like a mold just broke or something like that. And then, you know, of course, if you like sleep, you know, overnight, you don't realize it until you like wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, it gets a little crazy. Uh, it was very, very nerve wracking when I first started. Um, but but only because there were so many failures, you know, like it's easy to do. It's easy to mess up. Um, and it wasn't until, so total boat has these, um, containers that they actually show your ratios. So it'll show you, you know, you pour up to this line. So if it's a one-to-one -one ratio, you'd pour part 
A up to this line and then you'd pour part B up to that line and then you just stir it and like you're done. Before I used to do, you know, you'd measure it in one cup, part A, measure it in another cup, part B, and then mix them together. And so that's why I would like totally mess it up because I would do like, okay, I'm going to do three of this cup and then three of this cup. And then I'm like, you know, once I'm in part B, I'm like, I don't remember where I was. <laughs> <laughs> I've ever heard talk about Total Boat too as a band. Like I've never used Total Boat personally, but it sounds like a fantastic company. It really is. Um, so I am an ambassador for their company and um, they're actually based out of Rhode Island, which is where I'm from. So um, the cool part was I was just kind of like stumbling through when I first started, I was constantly like, I was hooked on epoxy videos and anything on Instagram that was epoxy related. I would like go down these really deep rabbit holes of like so many videos and photos. And like, I was like a crack addict, you know, I was like, <laughs> I can't get enough of these through, you know? <laughs> and um I stumbled across, you know, there were there was a, a makerspace that was in Rhode Island and it's called Narwhal Labs. And so I kept um, following them and I, I saw that they were using Total Boat Epoxy. I clicked on Total Boat's page. I start going through their website and I'm like, wait a minute, like they're based out of Rhode Island. This makerspace is in Rhode Island. So I'm like, oh, I need to go and check them out. So um, I honestly, I don't know if it was that day or if it was like within a couple, I feel like it might've been that day that I found out. I think I went there like straight after work. I was like, that's I awesome. Know, I have to I, I like, yeah. The state's so small that you could just mm-hmm. <laughs> <slip> on over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, okay. So I was in Connecticut at the time, but it was about like, I think 45 minutes from where I was in Connecticut. And I was like, this is so worth it. You know, yeah. you think about the fact that they're affiliated with the company makerspaces in total boats, uh, warehouse essentially. So, um, it's just so cool to like, you know, when you're actually there making whatever it is that you want, it's so cool to be alongside people who they do this every single day, you right. know, and these people are so, they are like, when you go and message Instagram, like the total boat account on Instagram, when you message them, like, these are the people, <laughs> these are the people that are responding to you, you know? So it's just so cool. And I've, I've learned so much from being there. Um, every time I go, I, I'm always like, okay, like what can I experiment on today? Cause I think it's just, you pay 20 bucks to be a member there for like 20 bucks a month. Yeah. That's for like to use, to have access to CNC machines, lasers, any type of epoxy you can even dream of like UV resin. Um, they have a metal shop. It there's, ugh, they just have so many cool things that's <laughs> in yeah. space. Yeah. So, um, never mind the fact that you get to actually, you know, meet other people, um, which is really cool, you know, meet people in the maker community. So, um, I've definitely fallen in love with that company. You know, anytime I have any issues or questions or whatever it is, if you message them, they usually get back to you within like 24 to 48 hours. And that in itself is just like amazing. Not many companies really like, you know, get back to you that quickly, but they just care. They're such nice people, you know, and I've, um, I was lucky enough. I, I went to maker's camp. Tiff and I went, it was so fun. And, yeah. um, and I was lucky enough to be able to do demonstrations under their tent. And it was honestly like such a surreal moment because I honestly, I don't know. I only started like a year and a half, a little over a year and a half ago. So for me to go from like, you know, only learning (laughs) this past year and a half and then to be doing demonstrations for people next to Jess Crow, who is like, you know, she quite literally like has her own line of epoxy (laughs) through Total Boat. You know, and like she and I are like just hanging out under the tent and I'm like, what in the world is going on right now? But it's been wild. It's been such a wild ride. You know, it's it's definitely been uh, super exciting, for sure. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity. Like, you find a makerspace and then you meet this, you know, the team working on the product that you're using. That's yep. a beautiful setup. Yeah, great. Really yeah, yeah. It was just, for you. 
luck. It was like sheer luck. And I was like, this is, and it's funny because then once I started going there, I started, you know, following a lot of the people who work there. I would follow them on Instagram and they would be reposting other people's stuff. And so that's when I kind of really started to learn more about the maker community. Um, and now I'm like, I love the maker community. Like Tiff and I are right. constantly on clubhouse, like every day chatting with people from our community and, and it's just been so much fun. And I think about like, like, I feel like I talk to people from this community more than like I talk to my friends, you know, like that I've grown up with and that I used to hang out with all the time. I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> like these same here. I love them to death, but we have no common interests. And right. It's nice when you find a group of people who are all running a business, they are all having the same like triumphs or struggles as you are and you can kind of just relate to each other it's really nice absolutely like or like what was it, an hour ago I was on clubhouse and I was like guys like you're my brain trust I need your help right now and they're like are you sure you came to the right place and I was like yes I did <laughs> <laughs> and they're like all right what's up and so I just show them a picture of you know a, a charcuterie board that I have and I was like okay how much would you guys pay for this and we just like really went through the math. Like we, they totally broke it down for me in a way that I usually, excuse me, I usually do not, I'm terrible at pricing things. Like I am the worst at pricing. It sounds like you had a better group than when I asked them for pricing. And I know today. the other day I was like, so Tiff had asked, she was like, guys, like how much would you pay? And like, People are like, oh, well, you know, and just totally like they just started changing the subject. <laughs> yeah. And didn't throw any numbers whatsoever. And so I was like, oh, okay, so guys, like back to Tiff's question, like sometimes you got to kind of rein it back in and really yeah. be like, just throw out some numbers, like throw what out was some their, numbers. their like calculations. Like how did they come up with like the formula? So um, obviously you think about your materials you think about um, how much time did you spend on it and how much time, you know, how much do you think that your time is worth? Um, you know, so how much would you get paid per hour? You think about um, even like your expendables. So if you think about like mixing cups, stirring sticks, alcohol um, wipes, you think about paper towels, like all of that stuff. You think about even for me, like I wear a respirator um, just because we're in a very like enclosed space. So for me, I'm like, I don't want to keep breathing all these fumes in all the time. So I wear a respirator. And of course, like those cartridges, they're 30 bucks, you know, just for one set of cartridges. So um, I'm trying to think of what else. And then you think about like your actual profit margin. Do you want to make 30 to 40% off of what it is that you're selling? So it's just, you know, a way that I don't ever calculate things. <laughs> I like look at it and I'm like, yeah. how much would I pay for this? You know, and I'm like, all right, I would pay like 50 bucks. And they're like, Dre, like you should really probably ask for like 125, 150. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Good friends. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's sometimes I think us as makers, we, we devalue ourselves and not intentionally. But it's just one of those things where we're like, well, it's just something that we know how to do. It's whatever, you know, and like you, you don't think as highly of yourself. But, you know, I think this past year I've kind of been thinking about like, okay, I need to be a little bit more kind towards myself. I put a lot of time and effort into learning how to do all of this stuff. I think about all of like the research that I've done and I see stuff that people do and it is inspirational. And you think about how much time that it takes to like come across that post just to be like oh this is all right I'm gonna do something you know yep. so um you know you you really have to kind of think about when you talk to yourself about pricing things you almost have to think about yourself as like all right what would I if my best friend made this you know what would I tell her to sell it yeah that's a great way you as know? an outsider mm -hmm. yeah because then it it kind of takes that like I don't know that that doubt that we have that just kind of like sits in the back of your brain Bryce Bryce always calls it was it the imposter syndrome <laughs> he's like it's the imposter syndrome you know you don't you don't realize your your own worth sometimes you know and Bryce's but, waffle beaver I don't know yes hmm? Bryce's waffle beaver which is the weirdest name ever but that is his Instagram name I like Bryce and waffle beaver is very funny did he ever tell you why it was waffle beaver I feel like yes, but I forget. 
exactly I feel like I've heard the story something to do with like the structure of a waffle and so yeah yes yes something smart yeah (laughs) yeah I mean he's it's it's crazy every single time that he opens up a room on clubhouse it's always like super introspective and like you're like oh like you know what are your goals I'm not somebody who like writes down goals and like sets them I'm just like all right this would be cool if I could do this you know (laughs) but he's like no like write it down and I'm like okay you know, but he's, uh, yeah, he's like, a, you know, kind of a inspiration, I think, for our crew to just kind of think a little bit outside the box, you know, um, which I always appreciate that he always ends up if it's a like real good title, it's crazy how many people he'll draw in just with one real good title of a room, you know, so it's fun. It's definitely a blast. So Dre, let's talk about childhood. Let's get okay. deep. So what kind of kid were you? Were you? I've heard you were just giddy and the, kind of the same as you are now. Yeah, I was a hot mess express. <laughs> hot mess. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so when I was a kid, I was like the most like accident prone kid. I was constantly getting hurt because I was never paying attention. Mm. Um, and my sister always got in trouble for it. And I feel so bad for her. <laughs> But uh, it's fine. I didn't get in trouble, you know, so it was probably something I shouldn't have been doing, you know, so it was probably my own fault. But um, yeah, I, uh, I always kind of had a love for art. Um, so even when I was really young, it's funny because my mom saved so many of like my art projects and like oh, yeah. all of these like construction paper, like I look at some of the stuff and I'm like, I was like a crazy psychopath with scissors. Like I was, I could cut these like tiny, tiny little things because I had tiny little hands, you know what I mean? And so I felt like I was like real good at it back then. And like, now if you ask me to cut some of the stuff out that I did back then, there's no way I wouldn't have the patience for it. But I was always like quiet whenever I was doing any art stuff. It's funny because um, even now, like Lucas, there was one time where, uh, he was still living in Massachusetts. I was in Rhode Island and we were FaceTiming and I was painting something and I just like wasn't talking for like a very long time. And he was like, I think this is the quietest I've ever heard you. And I was like, I'm really in the zone, you know, like I just have to like get hyper focused. I like a lot of times I'll just put in my earbuds and just go to town on something and I could be like not eat, not drink, not do anything except for whatever it is for like hours on end. I could paint for quite literally like three or four hours just sitting there. Yeah. Tiff, you know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but it's just one of those things I like get in the zone, you know. But with the painting, um, I actually took um, oil painting lessons when I was, I think I was in middle school. Um, and that was really how I learned how to paint. I, it was hard as anything because oil painting, it's just so different, you know? And you think about just like even having turpentine involved where you can just Mm -hmm. like totally remove like everything that you painted sometimes, you know? But, um, it was cool to learn how to mix colors how to, you know, learn how to see where the light is in certain things. And, um, it was really wild. My, my, uh, art instructor, my painting instructor, she had had a stroke and she used to be left-handed and her stroke affected her left side. And then she taught herself how to paint with her right side. And it wow. was just like, I was like this, like yeah. I'm inspired. Like, you know what I mean? Like if she could teach such a herself, passion. Yeah. yeah, like totally teach herself how to do something like that when she was like in her seventies or something, you know, that's, that's crazy at the sixties, seventies around there. But, um, it was just so, so wild to me. Um, but she was so nice and she was a fantastic artist. I mean, you walked into her house and like her whole ceiling was like, um, she had like cherubs and like clouds and it was just like so amazing. Funny. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of started doing this stuff real young, you know, and just kind of always had it in the back of my brain where I'm like, I really like doing this kind of stuff. I like creating things. I like making things, painting. Um, and that's kind of fun, like, you know, that I could start to really incorporate painting and epoxy, which has been like my favorite. Absolute, absolute favorite. I love that stuff. 
I know when I saw Jess Crow start doing that, I was like, that's neat. That's so cool. She started doing those Right. Right. She was really the one that made me like realize, like, I'm like, oh my God, like your brain can totally think like a 3D printer and you can totally make something from the bottom up, you know? And I would watch so many YouTube videos trying to like really understand it and see the way that somebody would like really segment something, you know, and really, really break it down. And it's crazy to see how many amazing artists that there are that you like you just you don't even know their name you know what I mean like but they have these amazing amazing videos that you'll find out there that it's it's nuts they're they're really cool things for sure <laughs> did you grow up in New England Dre? yeah yeah so I grew up in Rhode Island um I was in Smithfield for a while um I went to private school so private Catholic school um, in high school and it was like I went from public school to Catholic school and it was just like I was like what is a uniform like this is insane. Big culture shift, huh? yeah oh my gosh it was so weird to have like religion classes as part of like your school like curriculum it was like oh my god I'm getting you know graded on whether or not I can oh well you, you know, know this prayer yeah, how many Hail Marys like, do you say oh my <laughs> gosh I mean now none <laughs> <laughs> I went from a Catholic school to a public school, so yeah, little yep, reverse. So the reverse. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's another culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did like the religious aspect of it. It's really more about the spirituality aspect of it, not really as much of like the organized religion portion, you know. Um, but I ended up going to Assumption College in Worcester. Um, I ended up majoring in human services and rehab studies and then minored in psychology. Oh, and I what was your plan there? Uh, I had no idea. I literally had not a clue. <laughs> what was the first one that you said? You did what? What was your... So uh, human services and rehabilitation studies. So basically you're just learning about like rehab and like if I wanted to be like um, a case manager or something like that, or if I wanted to go back and get my master's for to be a social worker... I could have done something like that, mm-hmm. you know, so, but I graduated, had no clue what I wanted to do. Uh, I worked as a waitress for like years. Um, my mom was like, all right, you cannot just be a waitress for the rest of your life, you know? And I was like, why not? Um, and then she had me shadow her. Um, one of her friends at a school that she worked at, my mom's a, a preschool teacher, Um, She's retired since, but um, she had me shadow one of her friends, this girl, Heidi, and Heidi was an occupational therapy assistant, and I would watch her, you know, it looked like she was just, like, playing with these kids, like, playing games with them, and they're, like, sitting on a therapy ball, and and they're playing, like, little tiny games, and I'm like, what are they, and she's explaining to me, well, you know, I'm working on, the reason why they're playing this game is because I'm working on their tripod grasp, which is good for handwriting, and they're sitting on a therapy ball because it's helping to strengthen their core muscles so that they're not falling over while they're sitting in their chair at school, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is great. (laughs) I want to do this. I want to play games with kids all day and have them get better. This is awesome, you know? So um, I went back to school and uh, I became an occupational therapy assistant. I worked for about six years. I just went back for my master's degree. Um, I just graduated this past May. Congrats. Thank you. And now I've been on like the doing epoxy all day long. It's really hard for me to get away from this and get a job uh, <laughs> realm that's where I am currently in my life um so I will be getting a job it's just a matter of I need to like you know I, I have to remind myself that I have student loans that I'm gonna need to pay off. how do students help pour the epoxy combine <laughs> yeah bring the epoxy to work <laughs> Good. epoxy work day totally yes. it's gonna again epoxy work hour hey i'm sure she can definitely incorporate some art with her occupational therapy that was a- oh definitely yes. absolutely it helps oh, with yeah. the ratio of future fractions yep 100 Nicole's writing you a whole business plan right now i mean i think you really are onto something <laughs> i i always so 
so I used to work in like rehab settings where it would be, you know, um, either in skilled nursing or I worked in a hospital for a little while. And I was always thinking of like, how can we do something where we're standing and we're making something like, so you'd get kind of crafty and think about like, you know, if a patient had a stroke and they needed to work on again, something like fine motor skills, all right, let's do something where we're, you know, I would hold with one hand and make sure that they don't cut their other hand. We'll work on scissors, you know, or, you know, work on taping things. And so you just kind of think of all these different activities that you can do with people where they would be standing, working on their balance, working on strengthening their body, working on, you know, their balance, everything, you know? So, um, it was, it's always been a lot of fun being uh, in the occupational therapy field because you, you can kind of exercise that like creativity in your brain, which I think is a lot of fun. You know, it makes it more enjoyable, I think, for people if they, you know, if it's something that they're interested in and it's going to help them get better at the same time. Why not do both in, yeah, in one activity, true. you know? So um, that's kind of my mentality. <laughs> I'm so happy there's people like you that want to take care of people. I know, right? Care for that. Like, like you like care for people that want, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so what's crazy is, you know, a lot of my um, OT experience was, a lot of it was like pre-COVID. And then my field work placements when I was in school, I had basically left my job started my field work placements and that was like kind of like when COVID hit. And so, you know, I went, I was in the medical field for so long. And then these two placements that I, you know, there are 12 week placements that I had, you know, a lot of them, um, they weren't in the medical setting. So it was just one of those things where, you know, now I'm almost like really hesitant. I think in the back of my mind where I'm like, all right, do I even want to, yeah, like, do I want to be in the medical setting? Do I want to do pediatrics? Do I want to do, you know, telehealth? There are so many options. Um, and it's kind of tough to narrow down sometimes. Because then I also feel, you know, like you really think about it. I'm like, do I want to have this high risk of being like in a medical setting where you could potentially just get COVID like that, you know, so that's kind of been something in the back of my brain. I think that's kind of holding me back as well. Plus, I mean, I get to do epoxy all day right now. I was going to say, you're enjoying yourself too <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> I know it's bad. It's bad. I need to kind of, you know, get back on the ball and be responsible. Now you will. <laughs> my kids had an occupational therapist. Um, yeah. I don't know if I told you that for when they had their yep. ABA therapy and everything. Oh. And it, it take me a while to understand what they were doing. I'm like, I don't know. They come over and they play with my kids for an hour. I mean, it's great because they're playing with my kids for an hour, but I have no idea what they're actually getting yeah, from yeah. this. You know, I'm right, like, how right. is this therapy? So I, I ask a lot of questions and eventually I yeah. think everything out, but I'm just like, okay, I mean, play with them, go forward. <laughs> yeah, no. And you definitely, I think you yeah. know that if anybody's listening, you know, and can get anything away from it, if you do have therapy or you have kids that get therapy, definitely ask those questions. Oh, know, I because did. I think it's so important that everybody's on the same page and that they can understand the benefit from it. You know, I always try to explain to any patient that I have while I'm doing something like this is why we're doing this, you know, and mm -hmm. so that they don't feel left out. If you don't explain, you know, if, if I, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to stand up and, and play, you know, four in a row, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why am I standing playing a game? You know, yep. and so it's nice to actually uh, explain it to people, and everybody's on the same page, and you get more of a benefit. You know, you feel like you actually the patient knows what it is that they're going to be doing. You know, and yeah, and, and they can practice at home them. too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You yep. know. Yep. Yeah. I like extra credit. I like to practice what I my kids are learning, so they can you know instill it a little bit better. Oh, yeah. No, and, and honestly. To. What's wild is like us as therapists, I feel like we can, we can see. So like, I can see if one of my patients is doing their exercises that I've given them or not. Mm -hmm. I can tell like a hundred percent, either you've improved or you're not improving. And so <laughs> if you're doing the work, it's going to show, you know? And so, um, that's kind of the cool part. And that's something that we want people to walk away from is that we want them to understand, like, you can feel empowered and you can, you know, help to improve yourself or the people, you know, that you're with. So, um, I love that. I love when people can, can take stuff away from anything that we're doing with them. You know, I love that. 
So careful. what made you go for an intellectual degree rather than an art degree for hmm. school? Um, hmm, that's a really good question. I, I, I don't think, I don't really know. I, I, I never honestly like looked at it as like, you know, you'd think that I would have considering like I grew up in Rhode Island. We have RISD like right there. I say you have one of the most prestigious <laughs> colleges right next to you. <laughs> that yeah, big building in the middle of Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, it's just dawning on me now, Tim. Because <laughs> I consider going there, but it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Oh, expensive. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think about, so when I was in my undergrad, um, my sister was in school to be a chiropractor. And so for some reason, I just automatically thought like, okay, if she can get into the medical field, like, so can I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like this weird, like, I think it's like a sibling, like kind of competition a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, I want to be as good as they are, you know? And so <laughs> I, you know, that's, I think, honestly, I think that's kind of where my, my mindset was at, um, but, you know, even for, for undergrad, I mean, I wanted to be be in the psych field, believe it or not. So like in high school, I took a class my senior year that was a psych class. I loved it. I was like, oh man, like I, okay. I want to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And my mom talked me right out of it. Um, but I still, um. I still took, and, and it's funny because, um, so like I ended up taking all these psych courses and then there came a point where like, there was this one teacher who like, I had to take her class. She hated me. We did not get along well. I didn't want to go to her for tutoring because we didn't get along well. And yeah. so it just like became like this real like downfall of the psych field for me, you know? And so I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be a psychologist. And so my, my, my school counselor was like, all right, well, you need to do something. And he was like, but I can, I could honestly, I could see you in the rehab field. I could see you helping people. And he and I did like an interest inventory, like one of those questionnaires and it, you know, pops out whatever it is that you could do based off of your interests. And, uh, therapy was like pretty much all, I think four out of the five, like top answers. It was all like recreational therapist, outdoor therapy. Um, I don't even know, like one of them actually was art therapist. Um, and then, and one of them was occupational therapist and I was like, all right. And so that was kind of, I think on my mom's radar at the time as well. But again, I left assumption, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and now what's funny is like, I say to my mom all the time, like, you know, I've talked to her now, like knowing how much therapy appointments can, can be if you're paying out of pocket and privately and you know, some people will get paid like $200 an hour. And I, I said to my mom, I was like, mom, like, do you ever regret <laughs> telling me that right. I shouldn't work with crazy people? Because like, I could be making like 200 bucks an hour right now, you know? And she's like, well, you know, I think, I think it's better off. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. I think it's better off that way. You know? <laughs> I know but, you and I've talked about this. Our moms do get in our heads and mm -hmm. it can weigh a lot of their opinion and what they're saying can change what you do like oh my god yeah. and persuade i know i say no no nicole deals with this too it's like they really persuade your choices and kind of can keep you from doing what you want to do and it's so hard to like break from that like it's so true want. yeah it's so so true because even now like me just like doing excuse me, epoxy all day. My mom is like, all right, like, you know, every other day she'll be like, so how's the job hunt going? Have you heard back from anybody? And I'm like, mom, I'm sending my resume out there. And like, I'll get emails from people and they'll like, be like, Hey, like let's schedule something. And then, you know, sometimes I respond back and sometimes I don't, but it's okay. <laughs> but you know, it is just the way you said it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It sounds like you're adulting just fine. I'm doing wonderfully, <laughs> thriving. <laughs> you're doing something though that, you know, we rarely get a chance to do. And it's just to take a moment and to enjoy mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, it's not always so, a kind. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's funny. It's nice. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because, um, <clears throat> you know, Lucas and I have talked about it. And, um, you know, currently... Am I like, 
you know, making as much money as I would if I were, you know, in my full-time position as an occupational therapist? No. Am I surviving? Yes. That's okay. But at the same time, you know, I look back on when I was working as an occupational therapy assistant, I was, you know, doing sometimes like 50 hours a week. It depended on or more than that, it depended on, you know, I was working five days a week, plus I was taking on per diem jobs on the weekends. So I was constantly just like working, 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 working. I was a workhorse. And that's where you would find me. Like a lot of times my family just kind of knew, okay, like, yeah, it's going to be a holiday. Andrea is going to be working, but she'll be out by three. So like, we'll start everything at three. 330, you know, and so that's just kind of like how my life was for so long. So now to actually like have this opportunity to be doing this stuff and making these awesome connections with people and having all these like really cool opportunities, it's, you know, kind of one of those like once in a lifetime thing, you know, an opportunity that's just kind of like fallen into my lap. And, you know, it's taken a lot of hard work as well. But, um, it's really nice that Lucas has been like that support system to kind of like, let me take that opportunity and just kind of like chill out for a minute, you right. know, appreciate life for a little bit, kind of, I think kind of get like a little bit more like, I don't know, nourished again. You know mm. what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you like, you feel like your soul's a little bit crushed for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. So, like He like builds me back up and, and that in itself, just to have that support where we just like genuinely like support each other in that respect. It's just, it's great. I, I, I love it. Lucas <laughs> is on Instagram too, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. What's his handle? At man, at man made in M-A. Man made what? Man in M-A. N N. I think it's on my name right here, right? Where is it, it is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Made, made, made a mess, basically. Mass. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you so man. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Nicole's not up on the MA. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, yeah, so we live in Massachusetts, and um, man, M A N N, is Lucas's middle name, but it was actually his grandfather's last name as well. Um, so, it Basically, his grandfather is really the one who kind of like inspired him to get into the whole like doing woodworking. Cool. And really, I was just like, talking to him about this all yeah, today. It is like the coolest yeah. thing, you know, and it's it's awesome because we have a couple of pictures around the shop of, you know, him and his grandfather and like there's like a plaque that him and his grandfather made and, you know, the the table that the lathe is on. I think he had said that 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 they had made that together, too. And so. It's just kind of cool that there's like all these little like glimpses of them together in the shop, you know, and I, I really love that. And um, it's crazy how much, I mean, Tiff, you know, like how insanely knowledgeable that he is about. Oh, yeah. Everything. Tools, mm-hmm. like mechanics of things, making whatever it is that you want. Um, I just happened to be lucky that he didn't know how to do epoxy and that's how <laughs> he and I ended up meeting because I was like, do you want to learn how to do it? <laughs> so he and I met on Clubhouse, Nicole. I don't know if you knew this, but he I do I remember met. that. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, we met on Clubhouse. We were talking. He was like complaining about like Boston traffic one day and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you're from Boston? And I was like, I'm in Rhode Island. And he was like, yeah. And so we would talk for a while on like, I totally stalked him on Instagram and I was like, dang, like, where's the photo of him? You know, and I was scrolling through because it's all machines. It's just all machines. Yeah. Scrolling Look through. Look at the scroll press. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like. He's going to get me for that one later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all tool restoration. Like it's just, yeah. so I creeped back really, really, really far, like really far just to find a picture of his face. And then I was like, he's really cute. And so we started talking and then that was when I was like, well, have you ever done epoxy? He's like, no. And I was like, all right, well, let me show you. Like, let's hang out. And so that's what we ended up doing. And uh, it's been pretty much since that day. We've only really been apart for like a week because I went down to Florida. And aside from that, we've pretty much like been together ever since, <laughs> which is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you two are the epoxy poured together. It's so fun. And honestly, there are so many times where like, I am so thankful that he'll be in the shop at the same time as me, because there have been times where like things are starting to like fall and like spill. (laughs) And like, I have like my gloves on, but I'm like covered in epoxy. Like Tiff knows I'll be on clubhouse. I'm like, God damn, I 
like, I just spilled, I spilled it all over the place. And she's like, all right. Like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just swearing, you know. Um, but there are times when he's down there with me and I'm like, Luke, I have help. And he'll like run across the shop and like come and help me out. And I'm like, thank you so much. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> or virtual classes. I did a virtual class and I was, I was so thankful that he was like right next to me. Oh, that's out. nice within yeah. view I could like look over and he like see my face and I'm like and he's like hey hang on and I'll like run over and it's like sometimes like he and I don't even have to talk to each other he just like knows automatically what to do and I'm like you are the third hand that I wish that I had you know which is fantastic I love it good team yeah he had a question yes. for you he had lots he had of a lot of questions I heard <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here till 11 folks <laughs> That's so funny. Oh no, I opened the phone up and it went away, but I'll get him back up. He, um, oh, you got some? Well, he wanted to know like your plans of 2022, which I thought was a really cool question yes. too, because you're airing on Christmas day, yes. by the way. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. And Happy New um, Year. So what do you, what's your plan for 2022? So Lucas and I actually ended up with a really cool opportunity. Um, so this past October, he and I were in, um, there's a competition, it's called uh, Make 48. Their Instagram handles go make 48. And um, it's a competition where um, basically there's like a prompt that's given. You have a bunch of teams there. Uh, I think it was eight teams um, and they get given this prompt. So this prompt that we had, it was um, about outdoor lifestyle. And that was all that we knew going into the competition. We weren't part of the teams that were competing against each other. Instead, um, these teams would come up with these different prototypes, essentially, that would go with the prompt. And we were tasked with having to actually build the prototypes for these teams. And then they would all go into a competition together. They had a panel of judges. Um, and they end up having whoever, you know, the, the team that wins and then the second place team, they end up going to a national competition. Cool. So Lucas and I actually got asked to come back for the national competition and the competition right before the national competition. So we're wow, going to be in, nice. yeah, so we're going to be in Wichita and then we're also going to be in, um, Vegas. So I'm like nervous about Vegas because I've never been before so I'm a yeah, little nervous about that um but I think it'll be a good time and um I heard the the makerspace in Wichita is like really awesome so I'm really pumped about that um, what you make so I technically can't t talk about it <laughs> it was a lot of cool stuff though but there was, so that was actually um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, no. So, <laughs> so basically, um, Lucas had like two or three teams that he was, uh, like he ended up working with two or three teams. I had one team and for this one team, I poured the most epoxy in one day that I've ever poured. In my oh, life. really? Yeah. I want to say it was either like 12 or 13 pours in one day. So it was just like a lot of pours. I was like real, real tired by the end of it because I was pretty much standing like the entire time. They were you know? zombies when they got to maker camp, like zombies. Yeah. That's why we never even yeah. talked about this, which is kind of mm -hmm. funny. I'm just realizing mm -hmm. I've never asked for a recap of how it was. Because mm -hmm. when they got to maker camp, they were just like, hey. <laughs> the first night. Somebody actually, yeah, it was funny. Somebody like, they saw that I was there. They came up to me, they're like, man, you look really tired. I think that <laughs> I was, was like, me. No, it wasn't. Was no, it, it wasn't. No. no, 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 no. When you say stuff like that, like I don't, I don't take any. Take it offensively. Like, yeah. Also, yeah, and you say it a lot nicer. You're like, man, you yes. must be really tired. You yeah. don't say you look really tired. Like you man, know how to like be rough. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the I was just like, man, like I kind of got taken aback by it, but um, yeah. So we were pooped. I mean, we really, because it's a 48 hour competition, um, we were there. Yeah. So we were there really, really late on the first night. We got in really early the next day. And that, so that next day, basically, 
we had woken up at, I think like five or five 30. And then we were up until about 3am because we were in Connecticut at the make 48 event. And then we had to drive to New York. And so that that's when we were actually at makers camp. And then of course we got to our room and we're like, okay, we have to clean. Cause I like, I already knew, I knew. <laughs> I brought the cleaning supplies. <laughs> very <laughs> rustic there. That's yeah. what we call it. Very rustic. It's rustic. It's a, very it's rustic beautiful. there. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's an experience. Mm -hmm. It's camping. It's an experience. Our in, in a cabin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our friend Keith had a squirrel in his cabin. So. <laughs> Your standards are different when you're in your you know, later years. <laughs> to be fair, they do say it's a step above camping. And that's like in an actual building. There <laughs> <So. laughs> is a small step above. Very, very small step. That's funny. No, but you know, you know, it's funny. It's like you don't even care because it's so no. much fun. Exactly. Like you care, you care, but you you get over it quick. Yeah, as long as you like, you know, you kind of Girl Scout your way through it and you prepare yourself and you bring cleaning supplies and maybe an extra set of sheets that you just leave there or set on fire, then that's okay. You know, that's totally fine. Sometimes you have to do that. <laughs> and then you can sleep comfortably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, but definitely fun. It's worth it. You know, I, I always think about um, the first event that we actually went up there where Tiff and I met. Um, well, we didn't technically really meet there because we knew each other from Clubhouse, but right, but in, in person. person. In person, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it was the blacksmithing event um, that was May 7th through 9th, maybe something like that around there. It was sure. my birthday. <laughs> I say you'll know it better than I would. Only reason why I know the date. <laughs> but um, I was happy that we had gone to that event because then it kind of gave us an idea of what we were in for, you know. So, um, but it it was definitely I just love going there just for the fact that we get to hang out with all of our friends and mm -hmm. we get to learn how to do cool stuff and it's hands on, and like that's my favorite thing. If it's hands on, it's for me, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it was a lot of fun. That was another one of the questions too, was what was your favorite event that you went to this year? Um, probably, yeah, it has to be Maker's Camp. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I, I loved how, how small and kind of like intimate the blacksmithing event was. Like, I kind of like when it's a smaller crowd. Um, and it's funny that I say that because I, I think like five or 10 years ago, I never would say something like that. <laughs> but as I'm getting older, I'm like, I kind of like to keep my circle a little bit smaller. And like, yes, I love to be friends with everybody under the sun, but right. sometimes like it gets exhausting. It gets really exhausting. Like I felt like the last day of makers camp, I wanted to say goodbye to everybody. Like I'm that person who wants to say goodbye to everybody, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, I was just like, man, like we gotta go, man. Like we gotta go. <laughs> I was like, I know we don't ever Irish exit, but like, I'm so tired. Like, we gotta go. And Irish we, exit. we slept, man. When 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 we got home, we slept hard because we were just exhausted mm -hmm. for like five days in a row of like very minimal, very much under six hours of sleep for every single night. We were lucky if we got like four on on most nights, you know. So it was a very good sleep that night. <laughs> Love it. Are you going to do workbench con? Um, no, so we are not going to be going. Um, I wish that we could, but because we have the other events that are going on, you know, Lucas is working full time, more than full time. Um, so, you know, for him to constantly be away from work all the time, it's just not, you know, the best yeah. idea. So we have to kind of prioritize, which stinks because I know so many people are going to be there. You guys are going to be there um and so many of our friends are going to be there but you know we gotta we kind of have to pick and choose and make sure that we're not spending all of our money <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean maker events are not cheap no. no 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 they're not you know and um i always think about the fact that a lot of people 
some of them became makers out of, you know, financial reasons. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it kind of like hurts a little bit when you see that price because you're like, man, like, we're just makers. Like, we're not made of money here, you yeah. know? Like, and you understand the, the benefit. That's what it is. Yeah. Like and that's for that opportunity to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about like the benefit of, of even going to something like that, you know, you have so many awesome speakers that are going to be there and so many different um, companies and everything like that. But, you know, I'm not made of money. Not yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> it's not like they're going anywhere soon. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably already right. 23 anyway. Right. True. True. So Dre, what else do you want to get into? Like, I know you've been playing with blacksmithing, but is there anything else that's like caught your eye that you want to play with? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so Lucas is going to teach me how to do some welding. Um, and I've, yeah, like I've never done that before. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of did for like a second, but, uh, I was not good because, um, so like when you're welding, a lot of times, uh, there's like there are a couple different kind of like welding helmets that you can get. Um, and some of them are just like fully dark and they stay dark. And then some are the auto darkening kind where you can see through it. But when it senses that, yeah, the bright light comes on, then it'll actually darken it while you're doing the welding part. So at the time I had on like the fully dark hood and I'm somebody who like, if I can't see like right before I'm about to weld, I was just, I would flip my helmet down and I'd be like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> you know? so, I was like, I can't see anything. So I would like lose it a little bit, you know? So, um, I felt bad because, you know, Lucas was trying to teach me and I was just getting so frustrated and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not you, it's me. And he's like, no, it's me. And I'm like, no, it's not, you know? Is that, but, is that what he uses? The full dark one? So, yeah. So, um, he has the auto darkening one. Um, but we're going to be getting two that are going to be like, both are going to be auto darkening. Um, and I'm so pumped about that. So, um, once those come in, we're definitely, you know, going to go to town and have a little blast with that. I'm excited. What are you going to make? I was going to say, know. what do you want to make? I don't know. It's funny that you asked that. So, um, the table that I'm sitting at right now, the desk is actually Lucas welded these legs together. And so, oh. For me, I was like, man, like if we're going to do more epoxy stuff, that could be so cool if we're making our own legs, own you know? Yeah. 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 So I might kind of go in that direction and do a little something that's a little more like has some purpose to it. But I also want to do like more artistic stuff as well, you know, to be able to incorporate doing like a little bit of blacksmithing and some welding and really kind of brainstorm up some really cool things and see if somehow we can incorporate epoxy or something like that i mean why not you know like go to town so i'm gonna try and we'll see what happens I don't you're know. creative enough <laughs> thanks Always i know i was actually shocked with that uh you know your page didn't have a lot of photos of you either you talked about lucas having a hit him but for a while it was just what you were working on and then mm -hmm. you could see your personality start popping out and i love mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, when I had started a year and a half ago for me, I, I just, I don't know, for me, I was like, well, it's only, it's only about my art. This is only about my art and it's not about the person behind the art. <laughs> That's kind of like, what we were just, told too. I feel like, yeah, like, don't yeah. put your face in there. Nobody cares about you. We just want to see what you're making. Yeah. And now it's kind of like completely shifted. Mm -hmm. you know? It really has. Yeah. It, it almost felt like taboo to do it, you know, mm -hmm. because you're like, you know, there, there are some people who are out there where you're like, okay, are you, are you actually making this stuff? Or is it like your, your boyfriend or husband, you're just and then you pose in front stuff of it. that they're making, you know, just to get like views and followers and all that stuff. And I never wanted to be like, I just wanted to be like an authentic, like, you know, this is my stuff and this is me, mm -hmm. like, you know, that's that, you know, like yep. I didn't want it to be for any other reason except for what it is that I'm making. Um, yeah. And even still, like I, I try not to post like too, too many photos of myself. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, man, 
guys, whatever. You know, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to be seen, I guess, as like an object versus a person, you know, I'd, I'd rather people know me for who I am and my personality. And, and if I've got any skill going on, then that's what I would rather be known for, you know, versus like, Hey, did you see this? Think. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I appreciate the sound effect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you. What are you working on right now? Like what's what's on the uh, on the on the workbench? So there's a couple of things that are on the workbench. Um I'm doing um so my nieces, I my nieces are uh, two and five and they're like the cutest little things in the world. And my sister and I, when we grew up, we had these like door hangers um, that had our names on them. And my sister and I were talking about it and she saw, you know, that with epoxy, you can do little letters and stuff like that. And so she was like, do you think you could make, you know, door hangers for the girls? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm working on those. I actually ended up getting an epoxy injury. <laughs> I was tying something like tying off one of the letters and like, I was just so tired and not paying attention whatsoever. And like my finger just like epoxy can get really really sharp and it could be like literally like a razor blade and that's exactly what happened I just like completely like cut off a knuckle basically and I was like all right I'm done for the night (laughs) you know (laughs) so um I'm into working on those and then um oh I'm doing a lot of like uh deep pour kind of stuff right now so Total Boat has this epoxy, it's called um, Thick Set Fathom, and you can do up to three inch pours and you get very like crystal clear stuff. And I love it. So I've been super obsessed with it. I keep cranking up the heaters. Our electric bill is going to be like through the roof. Sorry, Lucas. Um, I'm going to get solar. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll talk them into it. <laughs> yeah, it might be a wise choice. Yeah, honestly, it might. Yeah. So, um, you know, unfortunately, epoxy needs to be like between 70 and 80 degrees uh, for it to not have an insane amount of bubbles in it. And so I constantly have to keep cranking up the heat. Um, I also just got like, uh, you know, those like little coffee warming little pads. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have seen them. They're like little, yep. you know, little heating pads. Yeah. Yeah. So um, heating plates. There we go. Yes. So um, I ended up buying one of those. It's one that you can actually like control the temperature and figure out, you know, it's not just like high and low. You can actually say, okay, I want it to be at 80 degrees. And so um, I started using that. My friend Stevie Hall um, from SH Woodworks, he's the one who actually told me about it. And brilliant. It was like best tip that I've gotten in a hot minute um, because it has made such a difference. Jeez, such sorry. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you get phone calls? No. It's okay. uh, um so he had told me about that and Oh since- yes. <laughs> I answered a phone call. <laughs> My accident. <laughs> so They're like, is it bad timing? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> oh, whoops. sorry. Don't what a great me. story you were telling, and I totally ruined it. It's okay. No, it's just that? It's you're fine. Don't worry. Um, those little coffee warmers, those little hot plates, are amazing. It has made a huge difference in a lot of the epoxy stuff that I've been doing with the deep pours. Cool. Everything's been coming out so much clearer. There's not nearly as many bubbles as I used to have. Um, but my fingers are crossed that Santa's going to bring me a pressure pot. <laughs> How are you using the plate right now? Are you like putting it directly under it, like what you're working on? So let it generate the heat out? So as I'm mixing, so once I've already poured my epoxy in and while I'm mixing, I actually put it right on top of, so like HDPE, um, that's what the mixing containers that Total Boat uses. Mm -hmm. That's what it's made out of, which is like the same stuff that's like um, milk jug. Yeah, yeah, milk jugs. So, um. I, it, it definitely, it takes a really kind of high heat in order for that to melt. So I'll just take the heating plate. I put the HDPE cup filled with epoxy right on top of it. And I just stir right on top of the thing. And so I kind of like scoop from the bottom up 
a lot so that whatever's heating on the bottom kind of like evenly distributes versus it being like just super (laughs) hot on the bottom and then not at all at the top. Um, Because, you know, it's one of those things where it's such a fine line depending on like, even when you're mixing epoxy, if the depth of your epoxy is really deep and the heat isn't escaping enough, then you can like cook epoxy real quick because epoxy cures through like self-generated heat. That's why you have part A, part B, mix them together, they get hot and then they end up curing. Right, activated and so Yeah, so it's like a real fine line. Like I can do it with a deep pour because that has such a, a long working time before it even like gets tacky. I mean, it could be like up to a day before it gets tacky. Um, so that means that it's not going to generate heat really, really fast. So I don't get as nervous versus like if it were like maker epoxy, I would probably keep it like right at 70. Like, and I wouldn't have like a really deep container of it because again, like those bubbles, maker epoxy is so viscous. It's a one-to-one epoxy. So it's just a lot thicker. It's like almost like, mm, like a honey consistency, a little bit mm-hmm. more liquidy than honey. So <clears throat> the heat can't escape. So it would just like cook. (laughs) So, and you only have about an hour of working time as long as it's between like 70 and 80 degrees. So, um, it's, it really is a lot like, you know, you're, you're playing chemist a lot all day long, you know, and you kind of feel like a mad scientist and it's fun. (laughs) Knowing your epoxy really well. I know a year and a half into it and she has learned so much. I mean, I'm sure Narwhal Labs, like being right there, that just, completely like boosted that so fast for you mm-hmm. but like yeah. it is crazy the amount that you've learned in that year and a half of doing this awesome yeah and 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 starting when like covid kind of started to kind of helped because i think about like during that time was when i was still in school for my masters i left my job i was just focusing on school before i um started my my field work like my internships So I was like, that was when I was really like in the throes of like doing my research and really watching so, so many videos. Um, I think it's, I always mess up her name. I always want to say it's either the artsy mad woman or crafty mad woman. Oh, I don't know. She's on YouTube and she is like an epoxy genius. So she is somebody who um, I could watch her videos all day long. And the reason why I get so drawn into her videos or because she talks about like, I'm messed up. This is what I did. And this is what you can do to not mess up. Mm-hmm. And those are the people where like, you know, I feel like Instagram sometimes creates this like false sense of like how successful that we are sometimes as artists. Like we yeah. only want to post the things that we've done really well with and that we're really good at. And like, this is perfect. And so I'm going to post it. And some people will literally not post at all because they have a fear of like whatever backlash that they might get if it isn't perfect. And it's sad. It's, it, it makes me like genuinely sad that we can't just like share our, our successes and our failures. Um, but she was somebody who was totally like, did not care about what people said. Um, if anything, she actually got really positive feedback from it where people were like, thank you so much because I almost made that same mistake or I already did make that same mistake and I I had no idea how to fix it, you know? And so she would tell you, you know, at the end, this is what I wish I did better. You know, this is where I think it went totally awry. You know, um, you could use this material instead of that, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just giving you that insight, you know, is, is really helpful. You know, it can help you to be a lot more successful for sure. Great. Well, thank you for nice joining me. us. Yeah, thank you, Dre. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, me. it always flies by so quick. Yeah, I know. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that coming in. Yeah. 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 It wasn't I a surprise. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know you, Dre. I appreciate. I appreciate you guys. I yeah. Thank you. you. Thank you. And thank you for doing everything that you do in our community. Honestly, like we didn't talk about it but you're like the resident on border for anybody who wants to join clubhouse and all that stuff so yeah if you're listening and you want to join come hang out with us yes yes right come hang out we usually have a, a room open pretty much every day at various times during the day but it's fun to just kind of hang out we have this like policy where it's like you can come in you hang out there might be like 
silence, which is totally fine because we're makers and odds are your hands are busy and your mind is busy. And it's cool if we yep. just hang out and like chat and there could be like 10 minutes of silence or nobody's talking, but <laughs> it's not awkward silence. It's just like, all right, like we're all here. We're, we're going to talk when we can and we just want to hang out and, you know, breathe with each other. <laughs> <laughs> just leave our mics on and breathe while we work. It's fine. That's what we do mostly. And on that note, <laughs> come hang out with us on Clubhouse. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you. Guys. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank Bye, you. guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas.